Mate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the uh, last two series. Colorado leads Edmonton as of right now, 3-0. It's 3-2 with uh, 3-2 Edmonton, 17-36 left in the third. And surprisingly, New York leads Tampa Bay 2-1. Tampa Bay won their game yesterday to make it 2-1. Luckily for them, and, you know, that gives them some life because it turns into 3-0. You know, that's a big that's a big hole to to crawl out of. But we'll um let's start with, with Colorado and Edmonton here. Colorado, man, they've been pouring it on Edmonton, and the one-man show of of uh, Connor McDavid has not been working against this up-to-down complete team. Matt. Do you think that Edmonton has a snowball's chance? Well, the way they've been playing tonight, I thought they came out way better than the previous three. Uh, to be honest, I think Dreisaitl is probably playing one of the best games I've seen him play. Okay. I, th- I believe he's hurt, and he's making some really good passes. He's, you know, good finishing and good, just smart plays. And... uh he kind of got this team going. I think there was like one minute left in the second, and uh, McDavid buried one on the power play. A nice pass from Dreisaitl. But, dude, Smith, I'm still shaking. Like, I zone in on goalies when I watch a game. He just look, like doesn't look like he has any confidence when he's in there. I mean, he, he fumbles the puck a little bit. Uh, you know, he can't control his rebounds. It, it, and Colorado scored on their first shot in the third. So I think they could get swept still, but I like the way they're playing. But Smith is just too shaky for me, man. Yeah, I agree. I think that Colorado can tilt the ice in this series very easily. You know, they could. I, I don't think Edmonton has the firepower to stop them, you know, and and I, I think that's the problem. Even if McDavid gets through and say he doesn't score, you know, there's a good chance that Colorado can turn that right back around, you know? Yeah, I think they... Oh, well, here we go. I got a live update for you. Dry Seidel with another beautiful pass to Zach Heyman, his second goal. It is 4-2. Wow. Connor McDavid, uh, bad turnover by Gabe Landeskog. Oh, I hate that guy. And Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Nathan McKinnon with a bad giveaway. That's very rare to see, but, oh, man, this is... Uh, it's going to be exciting to the end. Uh, nice, Duncan Keith made a good uh, play to get it out of the zone. And uh, like we were just talking about, Connor McDavid took uh, three strides and he was gone. Kind of staying away from Kale McCarr, I noticed tonight, which oh, is I'm sure. helping him a lot. And uh, just Gabe Landeskog skates by and says something, but it's 4-2 now. And uh, ooh, it's, it's going to get interesting, man. They had some statistics on... Uh, NHL.com about top speed for some of the players in this series. And they got McDavid at 23.7 miles per hour, top speed, almost hitting 24. McKinnon, 23.1. I don't know if anybody really notices, but yeah. McKinnon actually skates faster with, with the puck than without it. Drys idle at 22.3. McCarr at 22.1. And Kadri at 21.7. And these are some high flyers, but I'll tell you what. McDavid can get there fast. He goes from zero to 100 very, very quickly. And I think that's why his speed is such a factor for him. You look at McKinnon, on the other hand, he normally has to skate down to the other end, and then he comes rushing up the ice, you know, like a bull, like you mentioned, Matt. And you can't stop that. You you can't. He's just too fast and too big and too strong, to be honest with you. He'll go right through you with the puck. That's how good he is. And then you'll you'll just be like a pancake on the ice. 
but you know, Kadri, you never really noticed, you know, that 21.7 mile per hour speed until he um, ran into Bennington. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, we were talking about this earlier, uh, me and you privately, and uh, there's a lot of crap going on. Like, Kadri is just the saint now. And, I mean, have we forgotten about his track record the previous years? I mean, he's been suspended at the worst times, dirty plays, fined, and, uh, you know, like we, we don't want to see the guy get death threats or anything over a sports game, but um, that's absolutely not right. But come on, he's no angel. I think he knew what he was doing when he was going that fast into the into the Blues net and taking out Bennington. It changed the series around. I thought Bennington played great in, up until then. and uh, But Colorado making him out to be like some saint, like, oh, yeah, we changed him. Nah, he's still the same dude. <laughs> yeah, he was the same yeah. dude last year. Taking untimely penalties, uh, you know. Yes, he's very skilled and he can score, but I just think that this guy is just a like a a, a bad like a penalty time bomb waiting to happen. You know, it's yeah. like when is this guy and his antics going to get him into maybe a four game suspension? You know, can you imagine yeah. the hissy fit that McKinnon would throw if Kadri got a three to four game suspension in the playoffs? Well, I, well, here's the thing, too. He He's hurt now. I, I'm not sure. I think it was Evander Kane. He's suspended for it. Right. One uh, game, right? Yeah, Evander Kane is another winner who doesn't seem to be changing his ways either. He's been fined. He's, he's, we know his off-ice problems, but right. these are two guys that are just, uh, they kill their teams. Yeah. Uh, Evander Kane could have been a huge difference, I mean, tonight. Having him, he's their leading goal scorer. It, meaning goals, I mean, Connor McDavid and uh, Dreisaitl are, like, I think they points. got like 23, 24 points or something. It's crazy. But um, th- th- it's just, uh, he, I-, I don't know. I don't get the hype with these guys and like making them out to be saints and stuff. Evander Kane, I think, is a, just a huge piece of shit the way he plays. And uh, same with Kadri. I know he seemed like he got his act together, but come on, you can't tell me that, that, that play against Bennington was uh, it was an accident because I accidentally slid into your starting goalie type of thing and I I just think it was unfair for the Blues and you know what I'm a Hawks fan I hate the Blues <laughs> so yeah it says a lot. Do you think that Evander Kane has more upside than uh, Kadri? Uh, I think Kadri is like a Brad Marchant. He could be that type of guy, but I think he's. Brad Marchand has kind of turned his game more to the to points and the goals oh, yeah. and less of the agitation. Big time. I think Kadri, like, he wants to get in your head. And quite honestly, dude, he got into the Blues' head. And yeah. the Blues totally lost, you know, their discipline. They were, they let him get to him. And that kind of turned it around right there. But I think uh, if he got away from that more and, you know, like this season he was kind of trending towards it. I mean, he put up career numbers. I'm not sure if Colorado's going to have enough money to resign him or anything, but I, I, if he can stay away from that, you know, that stupid after the whistle scrums and just kind of stupid hits, I think he'd be a one of, an, an elite top ten player. But he just can't get away from that crap. Yeah. So Colorado has an opportunity to close it out tonight, but they're down right now, four to two, with twelve fifty four left in the third, and that's where we're at for right now. 
on the other hand, we've got New York and Tampa Bay, and I don't know what the hell is going on here, but Tampa Bay <laughs> at one point was down two to nothing. Uh, me and Matt were calling for a, a sweep. Seems like every time we call that, it uh, doesn't happen. No. So, um, what is going on here, Matt? It seems like it's like a tale of. Um, is there like another team playing for Tampa Bay? You know, are the injuries starting to to add up for them, or do you think the New York is starting to peak? I th- I think New York is uh they got a good goalie. <laughs> Quite honestly, the Lightning are putting up a lot of shots. I don't know if you've seen the last game; they put up like fifty five shots and wow. barely won. But they're they've been doing this this whole series, and uh, Igor has been good. And uh, you know what? At the beginning of the season, I wasn't didn't know too much about Shesterkin, and I, I honestly I couldn't even say his name right. That's just I, I didn't really follow like the Rangers and their goaltending, but he's he's been good, man. But uh, I think New York really had a chance to put a dagger in him yesterday, and uh, I think Truba took a really dumb penalty, and Tampa capitalized, and that was it. And you, that's what we talked about last year. You you try to play tough against this team and <laughs> take penalties, Tampa will, they'll make you pay. So I hope that's not the turnaround. It could be. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope so. I'm a, I'm a Tampa fan. I, I, it would be cool to see a three-peat. We haven't seen one in a long time. But uh, I, I think if Igor could uh, keep standing on his head and the Rangers can give him a little more support, it could be a 3-1 game next game. Before I go any further and I hit my next point, I got to let everybody know that this podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. And I'll tell you what, man, these guys have great products and they're great guys to work with. They have this thing called the Weed Whacker. And essentially what it is, is it takes care of your, uh, you know, like your nose hairs and your your ears hairs, which would I know a lot of hockey savages out there have it and it needs to be taken care of. Do us a favor. Use our code SHYTOMAHAWK and get yourself one of these Weed Whackers to take care of that because uh, it's unsightly and you want to be one of those dudes walking around with a force coming out of your ears. And not to mention some of their other products that take care of the undercarriage carriage if you know what i mean be be a little considerate you know to your your lady friend you know your your wife or your 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 uh your significant other or what have you and uh make sure that you trim everything up down there and and, and get everything uh, taken care of they've even got ball deodorant which is something that i've never heard of before which i thought was absolutely hilarious but they have it and you know what it's actually pretty cool it works and one of their kits they have what comes with the shaver it comes with the you know, the ear weed whacker and it comes with a pair of boxers that are pretty awesome. I used them to uh, to run in a couple of days ago and and they actually worked out pretty well. So do us a favor. Check out Manscaped. They're awesome. Products are awesome. I They, they, they shipped it to me. I'm going to let you guys know. And I tried it out. It was something that I was actually looking to buy myself, but I didn't. They sent it to me. It's awesome. Um, I'm gonna keep on using it, and I'm gonna let you guys know how my uh, <laughs> how my manscape journey goes. Wow, um, I think that Tampa Bay ties it up two to two, and it makes it a little bit more interesting uh, for this for this New York team. Good prediction could happen. On to some Blackhawks news. Eric Nesterenko passed away this past weekend. He was 88 years old. He won the Stanley Cup with the Blackhawks back in, I believe it was 1961. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's always sad when some of the greats, you know, pass away, man. I'm glad that he was able to lead a, a full life, you know, because, uh, you know, some guys, you know, they'll 
especially back then that, you know, they died, you know, not too, I want to say not too long after they, they played, but a lot of guys typically don't make it to 88. Uh, he played 21 NHL seasons, mostly with the Blackhawks. Uh, he was a pretty dependable def- defensive minded forward. So, um, man, crazy. Yeah. Special team 61, man. That was, uh, I mean, Bobby Hall used to say that they should have won like four Stanley Cups with that roster and they can only get one with it. So, yeah, all those guys are slowly passing. You know, we lost Makita a couple of years ago. We lost yeah. uh, Tony Espo uh, this year, I believe. And it's sad, man. They're, these legends are just kind of falling off. Yeah. Do you have any um, any Blackhawks rumors? And I want to say rumors because there's a lot going on right now. I've, I heard that the Blackhawks are... are looking to move away from Derek King and, and find somebody new for the position. What have you heard, man? I've heard the same thing, but then I've heard that that was like a fake headline type of thing, like okay. clickbait. But I mean, looking at all these coaches available and for the Hawks to sign Derek King, when there's some really good coaches out there, really good coaches, like at least 400, 500 wins under their belts. And, it would be really dumb to sign King really would be. So today we found out that the, the Bruins let go uh, Bruce Cassidy, a former Blackhawk player. He's been in the Stanley cup final. I think twice, I think in 2013. Who was he with in 2013? I think he was with the Bruins when the Hawks played him. No, or was that Claude Julian? But anyway, he was, I know for sure he was in the final with, um, when they played the Blues that year, the Blues ended up winning in Game Seven. But he's a good coach, man. I I like the way he coaches. He's an old school type. He's like an old school, new school type of dude. He uh, like a John Cooper, a little bit more, a little more old school than Cooper, like more serious, not as like uh, laid back. But hey, he's a guy I would definitely like. He he turned that Bruins franchise around when Claude Julian left. So I, I'd be happy with that pick too. Looks like Patrice Bergeron had some elbow surgery. Still undecided about next about next year. What do you think he does? Well, he won another Selkie too. I think that's the record, the most Selkies in history. Okay. So we think we should name the, the should we call it the Bergeron uh, Trophy? Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I think Nick Lidstrom should get should be obviously the Norris yeah. Trophy. This guy was a, just a machine, but yeah, I I, I think he's going to come back, dude. I think he'll come back for one year. Maybe take it year by year. I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. Hopefully he could heal up and be ready. But, uh, yeah, I could see him definitely coming back. You know, maybe they rename like a like a Lidstrom trophy for a, a player that that excels at both ends of the ice because Lidstrom was deadly offensively, and he was – he oh, locked yeah. you down. No problem. He shut, he shut Crosby down, Melkin down. Yeah, he could – yeah, that'd be a great award, and uh, give the make make something else like the offensive defensive award, like uh, the Kale McCarr award. Just yeah. saying, you know what I mean? Like a guy who's going to put up a crack ton of points and you know thirty goals. I think he's scored this year, but yeah, like or a Jarmelson award, a guy who's blocking shots. Yeah, and oh, maybe a shot like, blocker award. Maybe like one goal a year <laughs> and a couple a uh, couple assists, but. Uh, I'd like to see the NHL do something like that because these defensive defensemen, man, they don't get any accolades at all. Yeah. It's, man, it's, it's maybe, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, maybe name it the, uh, 
maybe the Carlson Award. Oh, for the, for the, the uh, offensive defenseman offensive, award. The offensive, def- yeah, and then the he'll lose like the plus minus. He's like a minus forty two with a hundred points, wow. something like that. Well, cool, man. Do you have any more rumors? I did hear the Red Wings are also interested in Alex Dabrinkat. Really? Add that, add that to the list. I could, I could see him uh. and Dylan Larkin, Tyler Bertuzzi, absolutely tearing it up on a first line. Uh, I did. I, I think we talked about this in previous podcasts about uh, uh, the Jersey rumor with getting him with Jack Hughes. I think that'd be a good, good little uh, tandem. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, I'm not a big Jack Hughes fan. I know he's still young. I know he's overpaid, but uh, they're he's their guy. So they need a they need a sniper now. So I, I could see them making a push for Debrinkhead if he's even available. I'd love. I hope he stays. I hope Kane and Taves stay, but uh, I heard the Hawks are up open for business or listening to anything. Really? So if he, uh, if Davidson could land some first round picks, some good prospects, um, I'd say go for it, dude. I'd say go for it. Colorado has just scored a little bit ago. Scores four to three against Edmonton. Um, Edmonton's leading nine twenty eight left in the third. Man, I wonder soft. how this is going to play very, out. Very soft goal by Smith. I don't know if you've seen oh, it. Oh, boy. Here it comes, Matt. He got lost. He uh, he threw the puck away, sitting on his butt, fishing away like Malcolm Subban in the crease, and he's beating his stick to the ice, trying to break it. And, uh, dude, he's just he's a very shaky goalie. I don't know what it is about him, but they, he's got to get his, his composure back and just, you know, make smart plays. Stop playing the puck and trying to score goals, setting up the guys. You're not, you're not a goal scorer. You're not a playmaker. You're a goalie. Stop the puck. I mean, it's playoff hockey. It's tight. You don't need to worry about a breakaway pass. Just, you got a four, two lead at the time and you just kind of made it easier. You gave them life. So it's going to be exciting, man. It's going to be an exciting finish. If, if Colorado ties this up, I think they win the game. Oh, for sure. They're going to have all that momentum. And it's going to take Edmonton could take a stupid penalty and that can end it too. So they got to keep their composure. Smith's got to stop acting like a rookie out there banging a stick around. Yeah, it was a terrible giveaway. I don't know if you actually it hit the ref, but I don't know why he's out there playing the puck when he's got two defensemen right next to him. Bowen Byram with the shot, he loses his net and they kind of crashed it. I guess he may be a little bit of argument with that, but still, there's no reason to play the puck right now. Stay in your crease. Stop the puck. <laughs> Let me see here. I had Oh, Kyle Connor of the Jets. He won the Lady Bing Trophy. Talk about probably the most untalked about g- good player in the league, man. You never hear anything about Kyle Connor. And this guy's uh he's a solid player, man. Usually when he plays, he's all over the place. Well, well dude, that's kind of makes sense now. Like, hey, we don't need Patrick Line. We got Kyle Connor. He put up yeah. 40 goals this year. He put up 40 assists, I think. P- plays and, hard, uh, both sides he, of the ice. He He's a very good player. I had him in fantasy this year, and he was an absolute beast for me. He always came through when I needed him. Uh, he's going to be a big part of that Jets team for many years. Incredible, incredible. You got any more news, man? No, I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow's game. I'm hoping Tampa oh. can tie it up, but I do, I do like. Um, I'm, I'm zeroing in more on Shesterkin. I'm learning a lot about him. I didn't really know. 
I did see uh, a flop. I don't know if you've seen it. He uh, it's kind of all over Twitter right now. He uh, took a stick to uh, the face. I mean, it hit the cage, but he right. fell down, and they're calling him a big flopper now. And oh, really? I mean, it, it was he exaggerated the hell out of it. I mean, I've been hitting the face with a stick with my cage on. It's not a big deal, uh, and he's trying to draw a penalty, but. All the lightning fans are, you know, calling them flopper and you know, it's <laughs> it, it's getting good, man. It's gonna get nasty. They call them the fish. the fish. They need to yeah. throw some fish on the ice. He's just <laughs> a weird looking Russian goalie. He's got that long mullet going on and oh, oh yeah. Leon Dreisaitl misses on the power play. But I think uh Nathan McKinnon went to the box for another slew foot. I th- I believe really? this is the second one um in this the last two games. So Edmonton's on the power play. They're moving the puck well, and uh, if they could score here and hold them, I think they'll they'll survive here. Yeah, they need at least a two goal lead on these guys. Yeah, for sure, because you know they're gonna Colorado's gonna come out pushing. But you know what the the winning the series the the clinching game is the hardest to win, and uh, I, I it could go back to Colorado. It could Colorado man. They um if they set up. Get the sixth man on the ice. It could be dangerous. Well, you know what, man? When Edmonton was on the power play in the second period, I've seen I've seen Colorado get like four shots shorthanded. It was amazing, actually. Wow. And, and they put the shots like they place them perfect. I don't know if it's the scouting, but they're they're making it like so Smith can't play the puck again because they know he's very good at that. And they're putting them like really like right in the right in the stomach area, and they got a guy crashing so he can't drop the puck, and they're getting a face off. That's that's good. That's a good uh, scouting report, I believe. And you know what? I forgot to mention. Have you seen the Vasilevsky uh, scouting report? No, I haven't. He has given up eighteen high blocker goals this playoffs. Wow, zero five holes and three glove side goals. I think. So they're so all I'm, blocker. I am giving credit to, um, what's his name? Steve Valiquette of, um, I forget what his, uh, his analytics company is called, but I know he works with the Rangers. He's a former Ranger goalie. I'm giving him credit for that scouting r- report because uh, I've seen the, uh, the Rangers, you know, putting them high blockers. They're, they're, they're sticking with it. Wow. And it's, as a goalie, man, that's the hardest shot to stop. I mean, obviously, you got your weight down on your stick and you got to, pull up on it and when your glove's high it's easier to stop the puck low because your glove's high already but the opposite for the the blocker it's very hard to get that up fast so good kudos to uh, Steve Valiquette and his uh analytics because it's helping the Rangers I think well I didn't know that yeah it's a good it's a good little stat I saw the picture I I'll, I'll try to find it for you but uh I, I believe it was 18 high blocker goals so the the analytics and the uh, the the guys that are supposed to be doing their jobs are doing their jobs and hey guess what Colorado just tied the game and it was Nathan McKinnon I believe out of the penalty box I'm still waiting to see they're just showing all the fans oh, yep Nathan McKinnon out of the penalty box we have a four four game oh boy so oh man it just quieted the oh the, I'm the sure Rogers. it did oh boy yeah two on one uh. McKinnon shot it, didn't give it to Landeskog. Probably a good move by him because uh, Nathan finished it. Oh, low gloves. So, oof, it's going to be interesting, brother. Sounds like Vasilevsky's um, blockers like uh, Crow's glove hand. 
it's it, it, well for Smith. He's got he's got weakness everywhere. No, we, I, we mean, I was talking about Vasilevsky. Oh, Vasilevsky. Oh, <laughs> you didn't like Crow's glove hand? No, I didn't. It, you know what? He had a good glove. I think high he, glove. Did you shoot high more, glove on Crow? Yeah. Yeah, that's. I even yeah. called it one time. I'm like, watch this yeah, next time they shoot high on him, they're gonna score, and boom! I was like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. He's more of a positional goalie. Like, yeah, he, would he use is. His, he would use his body and his uh, just his like reflexes to you know in this position to stop pucks. He wasn't right. like athletic, like uh, Dom Hashik, who would just Flop desperation around. save it with my chin strap. Yeah. You know, like it. That's I miss him, man. I miss the old school goalies now. The dominator. He's a dominant. One of the best, man. One of the best. Definitely. Another former Blackhawk. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. What a what a position to be in to have to choose between Ed Belfort and Dominic Hasek. You know, I think I think they made the right decision. Eddie was a very good goalie. Obviously, you know what they they didn't win any Stanley Cups with the Hawks, so it didn't really matter. I know Eddie yeah. won with Dallas and Dom won with. Uh, well, he didn't Detroit. win it with he didn't win it with Buffalo. So I mean, he got close. He actually uh, faced Eddie. That year, it was Buffalo versus Dallas, and uh, Belfour was just the better goalie. I think he, uh, it was a good series. I know that that controversial Brett Hall, yeah, uh, skate in the crease, which which was complete garbage. He was just kind of following through. I know the Buffalo fans are still crying about that, but come on, Dallas was just the better team. Yeah. All right, everybody, that's all that we got for you tonight. It's four to four. Colorado's on the power play with five fifty four left in the third. Oh boy, um, this is not looking good for Edmonton. Like we mentioned previously, can't believe they were down four to two, which in NHL twenty two they say is the worst lead in hockey. And um, but that's all that we got for you tonight. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here.